You're listening to The Marketing Funnel Show, episode number 17. Warming up your audience on Facebook is key to having your ads actually work well. Today, let's talk about how. Welcome to The Marketing Funnel Show. I'm your host, Michelle Evans, and this is the podcast for coaches, experts, and online business owners to learn how to go from simply surviving to sold out using the power of marketing funnels. All right, let's jump into today's show. Hey, hey, welcome to today's show. So on today's show, we're continuing our discussion of how to make Facebook ads work really, really well for your business in conjunction with your marketing funnel. If you didn't listen to episode number 16 last week, where I go through the overall Facebook strategy and how it works with your marketing funnel, you may want to go back and listen to that episode first. But if you did listen to that episode, you're probably ready to jump into the warm-up content today, right? Well, first, let's do a super quick reminder of the overall Facebook ad strategy, and then we'll dive into the warm-up content today. So if you didn't download the um, Facebook ad strategy visual that I gave to you last week, um, you're going to want to hop on over to today's show notes to download it. It's the same PDF as last week. So if you downloaded it last week, just, you know, grab it out. But if you didn't, just go over to themarketingfunnelshow.com forward slash 17. That's just the number 17 to download your copy. And it'll just be the strategy where you can take notes and just follow along. All right, so in the last episode, I walked you through how to make Facebook ads work for you, and I really showed you how you need um, a holistic three-part system that works with the other thing you're, the other things that you're doing with your marketing funnel. So it doesn't work if you just, you know, boost a Facebook post or just run a Facebook ad for your webinar or your opt-in or your product program or service, right? So I went through the three-part system, which is part one is the warm-up. So we're going to talk about that in depth today. Part two is invite them in. I'll go through that in more detail next week. And part three is offer them more, which I'll go through in two weeks. So today, let's really dive into what kind of content you want to include in part one, the warm-up. Because every time I meet with a potential Facebook ad client and we're talking about how to make Facebook ads work really well with the funnel that they have, the first thing they say is, all right, so let's let's talk about this warm-up content and how do I make this work? What kind of content do I need? How much time do I need to work on creating it? Like, what is this warm-up content? Because it's not something that a lot of Facebook ad people really talk about that much. You know, most people just worry about like, hey, I'm getting 10 cent clicks to my opt-in. Well, (laughs) if you get a 10 cent click to your opt-in and A, people don't actually opt-in or B, you know, once they get to your landing page, they don't actually give you their name and email address Or B, they do give you their email address, but then they ghost you. They just like forget why they opted in because they have no idea who you are. That doesn't do you any good. Who cares if it's only 10 cents? It's not building your business at all. 
So, you know, stop getting caught up in those kind of numbers and let's worry more about the holistic strategy and really moving your business forward towards getting buyers in your door and not just, you know, 10 cent clicks on your ads, right? So, all right, let's start with the overall goal. So the goal is for you to become a familiar, trusted face in their newsfeed. The goal is for you to be a giver before you're a taker, right? So when you're asking for them to give you their name and email address, you're being a taker. So you want to give first. You want to become a trusted person first. You want to be someone that they're like, okay, you know, this person seems legit. Like I, I, I want to go a little bit further with them, right? The goal is for people to get to know a bit more about who you are and what you stand for. And the goal is to humanize you and your business beyond just another ad. And that's going to look a bit different for every business, depending on if you use your personal name and brand or if you have like a company name and brand. But if you think about it, think about some of the biggest businesses out there. And I apologize if you're not in the U.S., but I'm going to use U.S. companies. I mean, if you take a look at like Starbucks Progressive Insurance, Geico, American Girl, like (laughs) all of these companies, they're massive and they spend tons of time, money and effort to humanize their brand Um, because they know that when it's humanized, that it's a lot easier for us to relate to them. We feel more... um, we feel better. I mean, the, the, the term that they use is an affinity. But, but the truth is, like, we feel connected. We feel like we belong with them. We feel emotionally good. We feel like that brand or that company or that experience represents something about us. And so it makes us feel good, right? And, um, and that's why companies spend all the time, money, and effort to humanize themselves. Well, the good news is it's a lot easier for you and I. It's a lot easier for a coach, for a consultant, for a designer, for a creator, for a writer, for an online business owner, for, for someone in our situation to do this because we can use ourselves and our own faces and our own name and our own voice to come up with content in this in this phase to build those connections and people will have that affinity they will feel something they will feel emotions about us a lot faster than they will when they're thinking about progressive insurance for example which is why progressive insurance for years has used you know, their spokesperson flow because they're really trying to put a human face on a big faceless company, right? Or Geico with their little gecko lizard dude. They're trying to put a a face, not a human face, but a face, a lovable face on a really big faceless, soulless company. Well, we're real live human beings that people can actually, you know, have a cup of coffee with. So it's way easier for us. And so here's what we want to do with that warm-up content. We want to interrupt our audience's normal behaviors, their normal thinking. We want to get them to just 
pause for a moment and pay attention to us. We want to get an emotional response. We want to simply stop the scroll for a moment and connect with an emotion to leave an impression and start to become a familiar face. Now, I have said emotion a few times, and I really want you to take this into consideration. I am not saying that I want you to think your way into their hearts. I am not saying that I want you to be the most professional, the most beautifully designed. Like, I am not saying that. I want you to be a real human. I want you to elicit laughter. I want you to elicit a, oh my God, are you serious? I want you to elicit a, she did not just say that. I want you to elicit some sort of emotion. Uh, And we're going to talk about that a little bit, but just think about that for a moment. Think about as you're scrolling, you know, close your eyes for a minute and think about scrolling through Facebook. What gets you to pause? You know, it's cute cat photos or silly memes or some article that you vehemently disagree with or wholeheartedly support something that breaks your heart, something that makes you go, oh, yes. You know, it's stuff like that. That's the kind of emotion that we want to elicit. And and so it really depends on you and your personal style of how you do this. And if you're, you know, still kind of finding your voice, still kind of finding your, your business voice and your sea legs in this, I always recommend for my own clients to take Sally Hogshead's How to Fascinate quiz. If you haven't taken it, I highly recommend it. I love this quiz. Um, It's at howtofascinate.com. I'll link to it in today's show notes. You can find your own personal style, and, and she goes through and has some great videos on what your style means for you. But once you kind of get into your rhythm and decide, you know, how you want to go about kind of eliciting those emotional responses, here are some things that you can really think about. Because it needs to be in line. I mean, like, I don't want you to be me. I don't want to be you. And there's no right way to do this. It's more about you doing it in a way that's intentional about getting emotion and that um, that's really that's really in, in your style. So One way that you can do this is by eliciting curiosity. So people can get really curious if you share something about, let's say how, you know, take your area of expertise. If you say, here's how to do it faster or better, or, you know, you have some new, not previously thought about or revealed way to do it, right? You could just give little hints about how you do something faster, better, just like a little nugget, Or maybe you're making some comparison between two things in your area that seem really strange and curiously compelling for people to pay attention to where they're like, huh, what is she talking about? Or what's he talking about? That sounds crazy. I I need to, you know, find out more, right? Or maybe you pose a question that gets them thinking like a head scratcher, like, huh, I'm not sure. I got to I got to read a little bit more about that. So it's something that they wouldn't know the answer to straight off straight off the bat. Or you could work on being more relatable. So show how your life or business or approach is not some untouchable magical mystery on high, but it's something that they could do too. You could 
Do this by sharing your own story, showing that you understand and have walked the path that they're on right now. This can be really, really powerful and give people a ton of hope, especially if you're honest and share the good, the bad, and the ugly. When you share things that you've messed up on and lessons you've learned, people love to hear about that because it gives them hope. And I know for me, for especially when I was early in my business, I didn't really talk a lot about being a mom because I didn't feel like it was very professional. I hate to say that now, but uh, but you know, I was coming out of corporate, and I and I really did not share a lot about being a mom in corporate because I would get eye rolls and I would get like the icy cold treatment from people. And I just kind of took that into the early years of my business. And I wish that I would have shared more because I think it would have made me a lot more relatable to people to know that like, especially when I was first starting out, like I'm juggling a newborn and I'm juggling at that time of, uh, not now, but at that time I I had a a, a three-year-old, four-year-old and I had a, uh, I think Joanna was eight or nine. And, you know, it was really hard and I was trying to figure out my business and I was not sleeping through the night. And like, I wish that I would have shared more about that at that time, because I think it would have been a lot more relatable for people to know, okay, this, you know, she's going through a lot and she's still, you know, finding her voice and figuring this out. Um, But now, you know, I can go back and I can share more of that. But, you know, do you have things that can make you relatable to your audience about things that you've gone through and lessons you've learned along the way? Um, And you could also just share normal day-to-day relatable stuff. Like if you get a hater on something that you do and you could maybe take a screenshot and just, you know, black out their name and picture. But then you could say, look, you know, I get haters and here's how I dealt with it. How would you deal with it? You know, just invite others to be a part of your journey. Um, Or if you have a win, you could share something about that and how you feel. Or if you made a big boo-boo or you put yourself out there or You know, there's just a ton of ways that you can make yourself more relatable and approachable. I think about somebody that I follow and um, she had her and her family in the car packed up for a little uh, like a, a road trip that they were taking for a long weekend. And they were all in like matching shirts with cheesy thumbs up grins. But it was just a fun, relatable like, hey, we're hitting the road and we're so excited to play hooky today and that kind of stuff. And it was just fun. Like it brought a smile to my face and I was like, oh man, I'm kind of jealous I'm not doing that. Um, But it's like those are just kind of the relatable things that can bring people into your tribe um, and get help people get to know you more. You can speak. You can also, another way to do this is sprinkle bits of proof into your story. So people build trust and really start to believe that you're the real deal, right? There's a lot of people online that talk a good game, but they don't have a lot to back themselves up. So you could take a screenshot of, you know, a love note that you got from a client or a shout out that you got on um, social media or something like that. And you could just, you know, black out the name or the specifics and you could just say, hey, you know, I love it when I get stuff like this from clients. Um, Or you could share a win that showcases, you know, something that you've done that's really great. It's just a nice way to prove that you're the real deal and that, um, that you really do get results for people. Humor is a great way to do it. You can use your own quirks and goofs. You don't have to hide, you know, like, I don't know, if you if you really are into some comic character or like me, I love 
Outlander and I love wine and I love um, chocolate and this kind of stuff. Like use your own quirks and your own goofy stuff in a way that supports your brand and your own style to connect people to you. They want a real person. They don't want some perfect, you know, perfectly packaged, put together person because that's not relatable at all. So when something is funny, when something's real, when something's true, you can share it in a way that builds community and just showcases you as a real human being through a story, through a post, through a video. You know, you'll be amazed at how people really respond well to you. Um, quotes and rants. So, you know, depending on your style, you can make a stand and have a strong point of view about something. You can stir the pot. You, you know, you can just have a strong quote or a rant against something um, or for something. People love, love, love to follow leaders who have a strong view and aren't afraid to stand for that view. So make your viewpoint known and get out there with it. Calling BS on something you've seen in your industry that makes you bananas. Again, don't be afraid to call out what you do not agree with. Like it be it a commonly held belief, um, uh, you know, an approach, a teaching, you know, something that you hear people just saying ad nauseum that you know is just people repeating crap that doesn't work. This will gain you fans and will help you stand out. Even if everyone else is preaching from that book and you're like, that book is lying to you. That's awesome. You know, put your stake in the ground and you say what you believe in. So those are just a few ways to really create warm up content for your audience. And you're probably wondering what format this should take. Because we just talked about the, you know, things that you could think about saying my favorite, my personal favorite way to do this is with video because video on Facebook is so inexpensive. You can do it as a Facebook Live. You could record it on your phone and upload it as a video. Like there's just a lot of ways that you could do it. But honestly, uh, and 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 with video, you can make tons of custom audiences. You can see people who've engaged with just a little bit of your video, with a lot of your video. You can put subtitles on your videos. Like there's just so much you can do with video. Uh, and if you, you know, have a hang up that you don't look good on video or whatever, um, I'm just going to encourage you to give it a whirl. Like all you need is a phone um, and some good lighting and you are good to go. But honestly, a combination of video pictures, maybe links to blog posts and podcasts or guest podcasts. Um, although I like I probably wouldn't link to a guest podcast, but if you are on a guest podcast, try to get them to go. If the podcast owner is OK with it, try to, you know, have them go to your site in some form. And then, you know, when they get to your site, have the Facebook pixel there so that you can start having videos pop up for those people as uh, so they can start to get to know you a bit more. You can even have gifts if that works for your brand. They, those can all work. Things, you know, you can have fun with what you do. As long as you're building custom audiences within Facebook and you're, you know, being really intentional with what you're trying to establish in terms of your your voice and your brand and, and the relationship, with your audience, you can continue to engage with those people and with your message.
So can you see how that approach of warming up your audience is really, really different than just going after total strangers who've never seen you, never heard of you with some random opt-in or just running ads to strangers for your webinar where they're just like, scroll, scroll, scroll. I have no idea who you are. Scroll, scroll, scroll. It's a really different approach. It requires you having confidence and faith that you can put a little bit of effort out there to begin with, and it's really going to pay off in the long run. And the good news is when you do this right and you really warm them up, once they get into your marketing funnel, they are so much more engaged all the way through from opting in to um, to maybe going into a webinar or watching videos or jumping on the phone with you or whatever. It's just a lot easier to get them to those next steps in your sale because they already feel like they're connected to you. You don't have to, you don't have to work as hard. I, I and that's probably not the right way to say it, but it's just, it's not, you don't have to do as much of a dance because people are like, okay, I, I kind of already get who you are. They might still need to, you know, be sold on what you're doing, but they already have a feel for you as a person. So now they just need to know, do you have something that fits what I need right now? And that is a really different approach to Facebook ads than just slapping an ad up there and crossing your fingers for 10 cent clicks. Really different approach, really different mindset. All right, be sure to download the Facebook strategy checklist that goes with today's podcast and keep it for next week where we'll go even deeper into phase two, which is invite them in and what kind of content you want to create in that phase. So don't miss that. And, you know, once you discover the power of marketing funnels and how you can marry that up with Facebook ads to warm up your audience and then to help them see you as the person they want to buy from, you're going to wonder why you ever wasted time just randomly doing marketing. Instead, you're going to know exactly how to build your tribe of buyers and fans. Want to know which marketing funnel is right for you and your business? I've created a totally free and easy quiz to help you figure that out. Head on over to today's show notes at themarketingfunnelshow.com forward slash 17. And in less than five minutes, you will know exactly which funnel is right for you. I will see you next week when we will dive into phase number two of Facebook ads. See you then. 